The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. Barry Diller, media mogul on who's winning the streaming wars. Netflix won. Get over it. Will other players be able to make money in streaming? No. Maybe on who's winning the 2022 midterms and the power of Zuckerberg. It's quite amazing that one person can decide to spend $30 billion dollars to develop a market that does not exist. Plus, speaking of meta, large-scale layoffs are hitting Silicon Valley. The question is whether they've done this across the whole economy, meaning we keep talking about these technology companies as if they are some kind of special class. And the rest of the stories that got us squawking, like Twitter. Got a couple of past tweets that I might blame on an impersonator. (laughs) Wasn't me. The battle brewing against blue checkmark fakery. I think that Twitter creates an environment where people don't have self-control. I know I don't. But you don't have self-control in the real world either. It's Monday, November 7th, 2022. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand back you by in three, two, one. Cue it, please. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We're live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. My lead story today is that Facebook, Meta, has 87,000 employees. Huge. Think of, uh, I don't know, which college team has a stadium like that. Maybe Ohio State. State. The Ohio State University. What is that, 80? Think of that full. What are those people doing? It's creating just, a metaverse. And I don't think it's 18 years. It's never, has it ever had a down year in employment? Or has it just been, they added what? what oh, yeah. Well, let's read this. Facebook parent Meta could begin large-scale layoffs as soon uh, as Wednesday. It's the Wall Street Journal's reporting this. Expected uh, to affect many thousands of employees. Company officials have told employees to cancel non-essential uh, travel beginning this week. A spokesperson declined to comment, referred CNBC uh, the comments made last week on the earnings call by Mark Zuckerberg. He said some teams will grow meaningfully, but most other teams will stay flat or sink over the next year. Facebook had added more than 27,000 employees in 2020 and 2021. I'll, I guess you'd call it to respond to, to increased demand during the pandemic and added an additional 15,000 in the first nine months of this year. While adding all those employees, the stock's down 70%. But just to put this in context for you, if you look at a Microsoft, mm-hmm. has about 163,000 employees, similar for Alphabet. Now, those, I think, are obviously bigger businesses. But by the way, market cap-wise, just a year ago, not, not bigger businesses. And when you start to look through the sort of the revenue and everything else, you might, not, you might, have, also, you might have thought they were all comparable companies. They were running, I'm not su- suggesting that they had the right number of employees. I'm just suggesting that maybe all of these companies are bloated, but they've got a lot, they've got a lot of people. Right. Well, that was part of the advantage, though, is not having the cost structure, being able to do this without the same cost structure as some of the other companies. You did compare it. traded up before. Yeah. If you did compare it to similar market caps, and now Meta's down 70%, 
then, I mean, hopefully that's not what we're talking about in terms of right-sizing your employees to your market cap. You wouldn't Look, want to I think employ, the truth is we've discovered, and I don't know if we've discovered it or not with Twitter, we'll find out whether they did it right, but, you know, Twitter, it appears, had too many employees. Hard, hard, by the way, to tell anybody who works at one of these companies that there's too many employees, but right. it looks like there, there may have been. Jack Dorsey apologizing, frankly, for what he said was overhiring at one point. It appears that these guys may have overhired. It's possible they overhired at Alphabet. It's possible they overhired at Microsoft. It's possible they've overhired at all these places. Well, they, they were and doing the question is whether they've it. done this across the whole economy, meaning we keep talking about these technology companies as if they are some kind of special class. Right. I actually think that there's a possibility when it comes to the larger economy, we keep talking about what's going to happen to employment in this country. I think there's a recognition that you may be able to get away with less people. And then what happens? We'll see if that ever, if we get And they, they could say that, wow, we just, things were going gangbusters and we just thought we'd need them and we never knew this day would come. But th like you said, th they overhired probably because this day is always 40, coming. They hired more than 40,000 right. people since the pandemic. Started. This day is always coming. You look coming. at 2020, 2021 and the, this, this year, they have hired Meta more than 40,000 people since the pandemic started. Yes, it was ramping up in a very, very big way. It was based on these market caps that kind of expanded. If you grew based on your market cap thinking that that was going to go you know how hard it is to diet? If you don't get fat in the first, isn't it a much better idea to always be sort of thinking about things? Well, Instead yeah. of that, that, that crazy up well, and down, if you just splurge here's the, here's and, the thing. and gorge and then I, you got a diet. And, I agree on the, the So you, the physical, you are an example of that. You physical, have never been fat. The physical dieting front, I totally understand. The other side of it, though, is yeah. that all of these companies are crazy growth companies. Look at a stripe. Right? Stripe is reducing their workforce by 15%. They clearly overhired. Yeah. But when you're in a growth mode, the venture capitalists, the investors are saying, grow, 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 grow. That's the most important thing you can possibly do. So what do you do? You hire people, you grow. <laughs> no, no, but that's, that's, no, I know. that's I'm how of, this works. Think of the fat bastard. And, what was that in? Uh, do you and, remember? And they don't Mike, reward Mike you. Myers, right? They don't Mike reward Myers. you if you say, Myers. you know what, I'm gonna have positive EBITDA and I'm actually gonna be this little conservative company, and maybe we're gonna grow a little bit slower, but we're gonna be stronger along. I mean, it just, that's not the mentality, for better or worse. Elon Musk threatened permanent bans yesterday for people who impersonate others on Twitter without clearly labeling their account as parody. That comes after several celebrity users changed their accounts to mimic Musk. The account of one comedian who impersonated Musk over the weekend, Kathy Griffin, was suspended on Sunday. She had changed her display name to Elon Musk and her profile picture to look like his. And then she tweeted, after much spirited discussion with the females in my life, I've decided that voting blue for their choice is only right. Actress Valerie Bertinelli also changed her display name to Elon Musk and then posted tweets urging her followers to vote for Democratic candidates. And that was just the beginning of it. I saw lots of people saying all kinds of crazy things, changing their picture to look like his. Oh my God, I saw one that I actually thought was him and it yeah. said, uh, joined for the self-promotion, staying for the anti-Semitism. And I literally, I, I had a double take. And it had a blue check mark. Had a blue yeah. check mark and it said Elon Musk oh, on it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, is that a, is he, I originally when I saw this, I thought that he was telling a joke or, or in his own way. This is I, a, a clever. This is the problem. This is a clever example showing the problems if being able to just buy your check mark for eight dollars. Hopefully, they will layer it with a verification process to make sure that this is not easily. Well, done you saw him on Friday, and I happen. thought his whole point was that the, he was going to be verifying people so he could 
he could actually acknowledge who everybody was. Yeah. There wasn't going to be people and to drown out the bots. Making, making, you're drowning out the bots, yeah. but also, you know, you wouldn't be anonymous. I thought there was a whole idea that you wouldn't be anonymous. Here, you effectively not only could you be anonymous, you could be somebody else. Hopefully they police this because that is a problem. If you have people able to impersonate very quickly for eight bucks, anybody they want. I mean, it's not the bots that are going to take advantage of that because his point was bots are created for a penny and then they flood. They were able to influence or advertise or do whatever they want with that. Mm. Hopefully it's not a case where anybody can walk in and say for eight bucks, I want to pretend I'm anybody I want and get away with it until they catch you. I've got a couple of past tweets that I might blame on an impersonator. <laughs> I think if I... If I see those, you don't. Was me. No, was me. Was me. I didn't you don't. Do it. You've never. You are like Mr. Perfect on your Twitter account. Mr. Perfect. You never get mad. You never take shots in it. I have self-control. <laughs> on most days. And there are times that I've seen somewhere. If I were you, I would be. You'd be so mad. Yes. I would. But this is what... You want my list of names? That, that no, are... what I hope is that actually we can all have a little bit you know more how to self-control. You know how to spell knucklehead? I think that Twitter uh, creates an environment where people don't have self-control. It does. I know I don't. Well, you don't have self-control in the real world either. Oh, I do. In I do. The, Look in at me. In the meantime... In the meantime, he has put off this new verification until after Election Day. It was supposed to start today. I think now they're saying November 9th, so we will see. Cheese will be next. It's coming up, Andrew. What is coming up? Barry Diller. We've got Barry Diller on tap. You don't want to miss an exclusive interview with IAC's Chairman Barry Diller. He'll be right here at the table. Barry Diller, the ultimate media mogul, the chairman of travel company Expedia and the IAC Media Group. He ran a few TV networks in his day as well. In a special Squawk Box interview, Diller goes around the media world with us on mergers, on Musk, on Meta, on the midterms, even on the Microsoft Activision acquisition that landed him in a federal investigation. Me, in my advanced age, is not going to commit such a stupid fraud. Having never committed a fraud, I'm not about to start now. Squawk Pod is back after this. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This is Squawk Pod. Good morning and welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC, live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Joe Kernan, along with uh, Becky Quick and Andrew Ross Sorkin. And Business is on the ballot uh, tomorrow. I just wanted to just say, say that just, just one more time. You'll get to say it a lot tomorrow. You're going to get to say it a lot tomorrow. Business is on the ballot. But as for that's coming. Uh, a two hour. That, whoa. Yeah. 
Do it. Give it to me. Business on the ballot. Tomorrow night, 7 to 9. Who's anchoring Wednesday morning? Have they told us our replacements for... No, we're, we're there the whole time, man. This is So we're going to be out in Anglewood Cliffs till like 10 o'clock, and then uh, we're going to come home and, what, take some uh, no-dos and, and come straight in here. That's the plan. And you know what? We're glad to do we it. Are. Really glad to do it. Can't wait. What, what happened? I was just saying hello to somebody. Barry Diller. We have somebody here. in the house. He's hiding. Wow. Barry Diller has just arrived, <laughs> and I was giving a little, little wave. I saw that. I saw that. I'm All right. Here. I want to get to our special guest this morning who is on set at the desk, Barry Diller, chairman of IAC and Expedia. We're going to talk markets, the Fed, media, the election, like a little Elon Musk. I don't know. We said wide ranging. It's very nice to see you, sir. Nice to see you Thank all. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, I like this. I just said I like this Pretty view. Pretty cool, huh? But these cameras, you know. There's a lot My of My first them. experience when I was at ABC, and it was really dodge and whatever that I was not going to get fired because the second week there was a strike. And I got this assignment to run one of the cameras, of course, which I don't know how to run. <laughs> and Leonard Goldenson, who was the chairman of ABC, was making a speech to, that they were uh, broadcasting internally. And they told me, I thought, orally, I'm not that great a- either, to go, Dolly, back. I heard in. And I ran <laughs> over the chairman of ABC, you, I literally with the camera. ran yep. little Leonard, who was about five. We have eight. mostly robotic cameras here now. We have a couple people. Someone's on controlling set. the robotic best for, cameras. Best for that, yeah. but that was almost the end of my days before they began. Um, well, hopefully they'll they'll continue here this morning. Tell us. I mean, I think we've all been debating around this table now almost every morning about what's really happening to the economy. You see it through IAC. You see it through Expedia. They just had earnings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stocks have come down a lot. You're an investor. What do you think's happening? Well, I mean, you know, business is actually pretty good. I, there is a slowdown in advertising. It's always first out and then first in, which is to be expected. But for instance, in uh, travel, uh, Expedia had its best quarter in history, $3 billion of cash flow. MGM, its best also quarter, I think, it, if not in history, close to it, probably in history. Uh, and, and so travel, which is, I, I mean, you do have this, of course, spurt out of the lockdown. Uh, and that's still very vibrant. You can't, you can't get in to Las Vegas. Well, you can get in some places, but right. uh, not ours. You can get into Las <laughs> Vegas. And you're probably happy about that. It's really, <clears throat> it's, it, it. It, there's, you can't recreate the place, and it is absolutely this place for all sorts of conventions are starting to come back. And now, just as probably travel and price per room is, is beyond the pale, I, mean, I doubt it can continue. It's just been rising and rising and rising for the last year or so. But now along comes Asia, which is just starting to thaw. So you have, think of this, you have far greater the population than in the U.S. and in Europe, and they've had two years of very harsh conditions, and they've got, if, if people in the United States have a lot of pent-up money, they've got a lot more. They're starting to travel, and they will burst forth in the next year. So I think that for travel... Right. I think there's uh, there's nothing so to do but good. but you know 
That's but, the good news on the travel side. Yeah. But what about the rest of the world? I don't know about the rest. I know about my stuff. My stuff is advertising, which is suffering, not disastrously, but somewhere between 5 and 10%. It's not hideous. Uh, and the rest of companies, as I see them, they're, 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 they're not doing badly. I mean, let me say this. Not bad enough to have 35 to 50% of their value. Well, that's what I was going to ask. These stocks are, are off. So, you know. Well, if, what, if Jay Powell was paying attention to, to travel, he'd be going to 10% probably. But if he's paying attention to advertising, he might start stopping now. I mean, it, he is ain't going to stop and he can't stop. I mean, so we have to look. The truth is, nobody, when you live in something, you don't really feel it unless <laughs> it kills you. But the pandemic, we really are living through still, and we have yet to pay the bill. The bill is coming due in 23. It has to be paid. There ain't no other way around. You mean all the money we spent? Yes. So th there, there's no other way out than that, which will, of course, have its effect. But, you know, it's actually kind of in a way, at, at least in a world where there's no facts, no truth, whatever, there is a truth that bills come due. And that pandemic bill comes, you can't postpone it any Do we further. we pay for it with a recession? You pay, well, listen, you flooded it falsely. You, in other words, you poured stuff in in order to alieve people's troubles. How bad of a recession does it take in order to offset inflation? I haven't a clue. I mean, it's, look, look, in order for it to work, in order for inflation to come down, then there's got to be a squeeze in that lemon, and it's got to it's probably, nothing's ever equally spread everywhere, but it's probably fairly equal. And it's fairly, I don't think it's death painful, but it, it has to like happen. Like the hangover is equal to how drunk you were? I mean, so you're, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and without a little whatever you do to offset a hangover. <laughs> yeah, in Red terms Bulls. of damage, though, particularly in the media space. Deep damage? How damaging is it to, and we've seen the stock prices come down, for example, for the, the streamers. Yeah. You've seen, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh -huh. uh, you're seeing Facebook. I mean, what kind well, of damage are we talking about here? And you look at these things and say, oh, this is actually you mean, great opportunity. You mean like default damage? Like def well, like default damage and or like takeover damage. Oh, I think you'll see. I, I think because prices are down, uh, I think you're going to see a consolid con further consolidation activity. But Warner Brothers was set up for that to happen. That's what they did. They didn't exactly say, okay, you actually now, Discovery, own this thing. They said, you can rent this for a relatively short period of time until somebody comes along and takes you why out. Why do you say that? What do you mean, why do I say it? I, I, you say that it was, it's, it's a temporary... No, I mean, I, 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 look, I think the, a great deal about David Zaslav as an executive and all that stuff. And I think he's doing things that should be done. But the thing is, it's like, uh, you know, AT&T literally got rid of this in return for this huge amount of debt. It smacked onto Warner shoulders. So like everything, that debt got to be dealt with. It's a very hard thing to do. Yeah, you can maybe cover it, but for how long and to what end? If that's all you're doing, cutting your costs, doing whatever, 
But everybody forgets, you know, th these entertainment businesses do require actual hits. And you cannot organize a hit parade. And it usually doesn't come when you absolutely need it. Meaning that if, if, if they're going to get into a point where somebody else comes in to take over, who would be a potential takeover for that? Who are the... Pick your, pick your whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, look, it is now on an equity basis, it, it's, been, it's, been, it's been dastardly hit. Uh, and so the equity value, it's, the, the company will be, look, they can hold on. I'm not saying that they won't. I'm not saying they won't come through. Mm -hmm. Maybe they shall. However, that debt is truly an incredible anchor over their heads. What do you think about the parent company of this network, Comcast? A lot of people have Perfect. speculated that, that, that Comcast should buy it, merge it with NBCU. Yeah, If you were sense. Comcast, what would you do right now? Would you want, by the way, would you want to own a Warner Brothers discovery? That's know. actually another question. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sure, because you always, first of all, you have a company whose leaders always want more, and they've been able to get more and build this huge company from virtually very, very little. So I'm sure they're willing I'm not saying willing to buy this or particular asset or whatever, but I've thought and I've thought for years Comcast is in the best position of all of them because it is truly hedged. What about Netflix? Netflix won. Get over it. Netflix won. Get over it. Of course, Netflix. Netflix will never be displaced as the leader in streaming. Will other players be able to make money in streaming? No. I don't think so. I mean, Netflix goes from 800 to 200. It, it, what, what I mean, that, that doesn't feel like a win. What, what you're doing on, again, you're doing it on, 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 I know. On, the, on the momentary equity. But the truth is, is if you say who leads streaming, it is Netflix. Right. And it will continue to lead streaming. streaming. And eventually, they'll pare their costs down. Look, they shot their costs up in order to build their business. And so they put a lot of money in programs. Is it still a golden age for writers and producers and directors or? or well, it's, it's, let, let's say it's platinum, <laughs> but it ain't bad because there is still too much pressure on a relatively small talent pool and they are still spending money. All of them are drunkenly spending money in order to establish market, in order to do this. But at some point you've got to reconcile the money they've given up in linear television, which was huge, to transfer right. over to a new scheme of direct-to-consumer, which when you can balance it out, less program. The result is going to be less programming. The result is it will go from gold to, to pewter But what, what at happens? some point. What, where was the market right? And the valuations where it was well, being valued 800 bucks for Netflix not. or down well, here? All those valuations. Lots of those valuations were both crazy. crazy. But it's a crazy down here, too. Uh, yeah, long term, probably so. Do you think that Netflix remains independent? Meaning a lot of people have speculated long term that they also combine, possibly with even a Microsoft, now that Microsoft's doing the back end of their advertising. I hope not, because I don't believe in that kind of consolidation. I mean, I actually think they know what they are. I, by the way, we'll see what happens with uh, the ad supported. I'm not a fan of the idea, because I think that they're such a pure pay play and to muck themselves imagery up with advertising 
I think is going to confuse a lot of their subscribers. And I'm not so sure they're transferring dollars to pennies, but... Talking about advertising, you've been a both critic, I think, at certain points, and a fan, I think from the equity perspective at certain points, of Facebook or Meta. Yeah. What do you think now? I just think it's, you know, first of all, I think the whole Meta thing is kind of, I don't, wouldn't call it pointless, but Meta, wearing this thing, however they make this thing comfortable on your head, other than if you're a game addict and, and you're narrow, but I do not believe you're going to go into another world to live your life. But I also think is it's quite amazing that one person can decide, and it's a one-person decision, to spend $30 billion to develop a market that does not exist. Do you like that stock, though? You used to think it was a great mousetrap, the, the rest of the business, at least. I still, would I like to have uh, Instagram and WhatsApp? For sure. And Facebook. Absolutely. Those are, though, by the way, those are relatively simple businesses which have a great share. And if you just bop behind them, you know, in a nice right. walking way, you'll do great. Who needs Meta? What about Twitter? Would you like Twitter? <laughs> As a toy? It's a great, yes, Is that what you think it is? Toy. Is that the way you think Elon Musk is treating it? What are, what are you suggesting? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think he would say, look, he, he, he is very rational. I mean, he's also very quixotic, but his quixoticness is based on very, very, I think, deep rationality. Mm. And he believes that, I, I, separate from price, because the price is crazy, as he has said. But the thing is, if you overpay for something, and the bill doesn't come due, because it can't come due for him, because he's just got much more money. If you just think in pure buying terms, he bought it big. I think Twitter's gonna be a much smaller business than it was, but I think, it's, I think he will figure out how to make it more appealing, he'll figure out a subscription, will he figure out how to make it the Tencent or, uh, or Weibo of uh, China? I doubt it, but it doesn't matter. This is not a big deal. Well, no, but we've also talked about the fact that... No, it's know, only a big deal to media people but because they like, use Twitter so much. There's something like $500 million, I think, that comes due in April. So he's got it. Well, the question is, does he pay for that? Do the other investors pay? Does Larry Ellison or Mark Andreessen continue to pay for this themselves? I mean, how does that work, especially if you are a fiduciary, for, you know, in well, Mark's at some, case, at some point, for, uh, for the Andreessen Horowitz investors? At some point, friendship ends. And therefore, what happens? He pays it. He pays the bill. Yeah. What's he going to do? You think he's going to let it go bankrupt or let it be taken over by the banks? I doubt it. I doubt it, too. So he'll oh. pay the bill. So who cares? I mean, in other words, it's like you've got this extraordinarily wealthy person and he bought a toy and he bought a toy. How long he will use it like toys, we don't really know. But he's not, you know, he doesn't he's not going to walk away, I don't think. And by the way, Twitter will be better it will be smaller. You mentioned China. We have a lot of debates here about TikTok. Yeah, yeah, gone. Gone? I think so. What do you banned mean? Banned by the US, you mean? I think, yeah. I think it'll be banned in the US. You think it'll be, that's the, that would be your bet? That I would actually so. be very bullish, though, you would think, for Meta. And for Twitter. 
and for Twitter and for, for anybody else who's not if, in that tw- if, if Look, I have great respect for Mark as many, many things, Zuckerberg. Uh, and yes, if he just paid attention to his basic businesses, I think all is well. And maybe better because of TikTok or whatever, but all is well. Those businesses are great. They're great. Mm. I mean, built from nothing, they're just fantastic businesses. So just stop Meta, on Meta. You, if you, look, if you change the name of your company to something that doesn't yet exist, to bury what does wildly exist successfully, something is quite odd in that. It is, is it still sports and news? Or just sports? Which? Just, where's the, where's the future? Is, is it still news for content? You can't constantly it's create a, a Yellowstone. You can't constantly... Everything, Jeffrey Dahmer, look, that's what we got? One thing Fox did, everything live, when they split it up and they kept basically the live business. Yeah. Meaning sports, news, uh, and kind of local, local programming with their enormous number of television stations. That's smart. You're never going to kill live. That's what I mean. So, I mean, I look at no. what the net. That's was not just, possible. Actually, I was thinking about network TV, and I see what they're pushing. And I don't know. I, I'd, I'd have to go well, through networks, 400 channels before I, I would arrive on network, like East New York or whatever. Lin- Jimmy. Lin- I mean, it's, it just looks like it's. But then again, streamers want NFL. Everybody wants NFL. Linear. NFL goes up. What about news? But then news, I wonder sometimes too. No, don't, good, don't wonder about news. Linear TV. Don't is, wonder about news. Is, it's good. No, yeah. What's going to happen? I mean, a little, well, if less, you think that linear a little TV, less would be nice. But if you think linear TV is going to die, then you'd say that news. No, I'm talking about really. Be trouble. I'm really talking about broadcast and cable entertainment television. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. So, if that was the right move for Fox, why is there now supposedly this deal to put together? You know, the. the, the uh, I think it's dynastic in. issues. It's certainly not economic. It makes no sense. Do you think I mean, when, you know, when you really think about all the work that goes into splitting these companies mm-hmm. and then all the work that goes to put them back together again, it's kind of a dope game. And, uh, and maybe they'll do it. They'll, there's no rationale for doing it. it doesn't, one ain't going to help you. If you were other. a shareholder, you'd, you'd vote against it, it sounds like. Well, I, my vote doesn't count. I'm, I, I'm not qualified to vote because uh, the Murdoch family controls the company. There's no voting. I believe in this case it's a minority, but I thought there was a, minor- a majority of minority in this particular instance. Nevertheless, they own 39% of the company in voting terms. They dictate the company. And so you think ultimately... I mean, yes, the minority has to do it, but by the way, they will be presented an equation which they will vote for, because they always do. Mm. You want to talk about uh, the business of politics? Tomorrow's the... The midterms? What do you think the impact is going to be? You know, we're all pent up, pent up twice, but for uh, the election tomorrow, as if uh, that day, at the end of it, you all report on it and it ends, this is a pregame. That is all this election is. And uh, so my hope, uh, who knows, my hope is that there's not a blowout on either side, that we end up strangled, because I think the best, that's the best place we can be. That, that's kind of how a, 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 a Democrat hopes for no more spending. You don't want to really blame Democrats for, for really spending too much for the last couple of years, but 
you're not willing to say, God, I wish the Republicans would come in here and stop spending. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that we're, uh, the name of which I will not speak, but still in power, (laughs) do you think... The orange? Yeah, yeah. Do you think uh, that he would not have spent the amounts of money that were spent by the Democrats? Maybe there would have been deficit spending, whether it's on tax cuts. But I still think supply-side... Deficits are better than just, I don't know what the hell we tried to do for the last two years. I mean, some of it was good, but, but in the last year, we spent things that necessarily are, were probably not wise to spend on right now. We splurged in every right. which way. But you're not willing to, you don't think Republicans would come in and spend less if they took it, over the House it, and Senate. You, think, you just want gridlock. You want neither side to have I, well, Look, first of all, I don't think this is, a, this is supposedly an election now about the economy and well, business uh, and is on about, the ballot, Barry. A second, and as a, you'll see tomorrow me, night, and about crime, right? right. That's what right. this is about. I don't think it's about it at all. I think it's about character, uh, because I really think that nothing. Let us say that you totally turn it over, and both the House uh, and Senate are Republican. Do you really think anything is really going to change on the on the economy? or on crime, I would say, really unlikely. There will be no effect. The only effect that will be if that happens and that you have 170 or whatever deniers of the previous election, I think that's about character. And that, I think, is what is going to be revealed tomorrow. What do you think about the shift? Character's in the eye of the beholder, as you know. Well, of course. Well, I don't know. Would you really say... I I don't know. No, wait a second. Wait, wait. I have to ask this. Do you believe that the election was fair? Um, I I believe that Biden won, but I certainly think there are plenty of things that we need to to keep an eye on, make sure it doesn't happen again. Lovely. Yeah, go look at that. But, yes, go have people stand out there and, and, and do all the things. Well, you want, you want, free, you want free and fair elections. I want free and fair elections. Okay. What do you so you don't believe, sorry, you don't believe that uh, the election was uh, a fraud. You have right. people whose platform is that it was a fraud. Stacey Abrams. Please. Oh, okay. All right. Go. I don't know which, which Please. denier oh, you're on, talking Joe. about. Joe. There are plenty of deniers. Not I'll fair. Go, I'll, I'll read no, it. I'll, no, I'll, I don't care about fair. How many times was the 2016 election called illegitimate by either Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton? In a totally different times? way. Fine. Joe. Okay. In, totally in, in, in your way. view? No, not in my view. In just I don't think election, to, you know, it, it, I understand the economy is not going the Democrats' way. Crime's not going the Democrats' Immigration's not going the All those things aren't. Well, but Joe, to talk about denial. Nothing is going anyone's way right now. Okay. But to talk, to focus on denial. Deniers is not going to help tomorrow. It's not that you focus on deniers. Well, it is what like it says. You got that in abortion. It is what it says you about that in abortion. It is what it says about character. Barry, uh, what does what, what if for five years the the office of the vice presidency was for sale with with foreign interests? Is that character for you? I'm talking about Hunter, I'm talking about Barisma, I'm talking about China, I'm talking about whatever you want to do. You're, you see you're character like, taking, exhibited no, in the current you're White taking, House? You're taking it into a different One arena, person's character which can, flaw. Is. Which you can. However, if you just think about what happened out of this election and that people, and that people, well, then, deni- okay. people deny the narrow fact that this election was fraudulent and should be reconsidered. 
very, if it was that important to the American people, you should win in a landslide tomorrow, Democrats. It's You're not, not going well, to. Of course it's not. And okay, that's why well, I say, then it's and not. That's, and that's why it, I say it's, it's not about priority character. number one for most of the people okay. in this country. We're, we're going to run out of time. I have two more questions for you. One is, and it relates to politics, but what do you make of the fact that the relationship between Democrats and Republicans and business has shifted almost, uh, not entirely, Remarkably. but in a, in a big way? Remarkably. And, and what do you think that means longer term? I think what it means is that, that there, it, it's in, in a way, it's, you know, those three little shells and they move around. Right. It's a shell game. For purely pragmatic reasons, the Republicans went this way to capture this, while the Democrats were left with no other way to go. So you basically switched sensibilities. Right. It's, it doesn't, as for true meaning, I don't think it has much true meaning underneath it. And finally, before we go, because uh, I, I think this is the first time we've had a chance to talk to you about this, there were a whole bunch of headlines, probably now, what, three or four months ago, maybe even longer, um, about this investigation that the SEC is doing around trading on the Microsoft Activision case. Yes. What is the state of that, and what do you know, and what happened? The state of it is that it is being investigated. Uh, as you could imagine, it would be investigated here. Uh, two people, David Geffen and I, bought stock on a Friday, uh, and on Monday, the uh, merger uh, with the Activision and AT and uh, Microsoft was announced. Right. That is a big coincidence. So, the first question is, and the only question is, did you know anything? Now, no, we didn't know anything. For sure, me in my advanced age is not going to commit such a stupid fraud. I don't think I would ever, having never committed a fraud, I'm not about to start now. So it's very hard, however, for regulators, or, uh, to, 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 they don't see, they say, they generally see no possibility ever of a coincidence. Coincidence cannot happen. This is coincidental. We, luckily, or whatever, actually I say unluckily, I, I wish we could have undone it, uh, th this huge gain, huge gain. I mean, for us, it's relative and all, but the gain in it isn't going to change our lives any. Uh, but I, I, I wish this fortuitous moment of buying a stock based simply upon the idea that it was undervalued and something was going to happen was linked to our knowledge that something was going to happen. It didn't. It's one note pony, but they'll have to go through their process. And, and, just, and just so we're 100% clear, because there was uh, some kind of conversation with Bobby Kodak, not that you had. Oh, yes. Uh, but we all, listen, there are five coincidences, literally, if you stack them up. They are, it does, by the way, happen. Otherwise, uh, there would not be two trillion conspiracy theories about everything in the world. But coincidence does happen. This is one of those. Okay. Well, um, it's more than a coincidence that you're here with us today. We're thrilled to have you. We hope to have you back and make it more than just a coincidence the next time. Barry Diller, thank you, sir. Pleasure. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information.
FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. And that is Squawk Pod for today. Our hosts are Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. They're on CNBC every weekday morning starting at 6 a.m. Hey, got plans election night? Remember to tune in 7 to 9 p.m. for Joe, Becky, and Andrew in a primetime special, Business on the Ballot. It's like squawk at night is really what it is. It's squawk beer. Join us. What happened to your money, your vote? Did, did, some, did we stop? Did we uh, retire one, that? One of, the, one of the great slogans. So is bullets over Broadway? What is, what is it again? What are we called? Business, Business on, on the, the ballot. ballot. Thanks for listening. Follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll meet you right back here tomorrow. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.